Voice of St. Louis original podcast. As we head into the weekend, let's get you up to date on everything that happened across the region on Friday in the St. Louis All Local. Today is Friday, September 22nd. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story, State Senator Stephen Roberts elevates pressure on the St. Louis City Justice Center to the state level. Missouri State Auditor Scott Fitzpatrick is now in communication with State Senator Roberts' office after Roberts penned a letter to the auditor. The letter decried the conditions at the CJC and asked the auditor to get involved. The mental health care provider, my understanding is that they're being sued by the city counselor's office. Um, issues regarding the food that inmates have been receiving. I was told that they had not been paying their food vendors. Roberts has not been in communication with the City Justice Center's Commissioner Jennifer Clements Abdullah or Mayor Tashara Jones. Sean Malone, KMOX News. Legislation to ban open carry of firearms in the city was officially introduced today at the Board of Aldermen. While Alderman Rasheen Aldrich, who introduced the bill, is confident it will survive a court fight, Aldermanic President Megan Green is hopeful that a ballot measure could give the city the authority to regulate firearms. We are hopeful that that initiative will make the ballot, that Missouri voters will approve it, and we will have more local control over gun regulations. The group Sensible Missouri currently has three initiative petitions which aim to localize gun regulations with the hopes of one of them being on the 2024 ballot. Missouri House Speaker Dean Plocker is under scrutiny for allegedly threatening to terminate a nonpartisan legislative staffer who opposed his push to hire a private company for managing constituent information. Fireside, a Washington, D.C.-based company, promised to provide a web-based program to replace the existing free system at a cost of nearly $400,000 a year. The Missouri Independent reports Plocker, a state rep from West St. Louis County, began advocating for this change in May. Dana Miller, the House's chief clerk, voiced concerns about potential unethical and unlawful conduct, suggesting Plocker's actions might be linked to his 2024 campaign for lieutenant governor. Another House employee echoed those concerns, describing the pressure for the contract as insanely inappropriate. The FBI is now involved with an agent attending a recent legislative hearing where the issue was discussed. Plocker denies any wrongdoing, insisting his actions were transparent and in the interest of good governance. Beth Coglin, KMOX News. 3,000 people used to go to work or now go to work at a collection of businesses on the property where the Fenton Chrysler plant used to be. The property was repurposed by U.S. Capital Development over the past five years. Managing Director Scott Haley. David Stokes and the Eagle um, distributors um, built their new headquarters and distribution. We have an an Amazon last mile, First Form, a St. Louis-based company is doing amazing jobs. They've, uh, They've taken three buildings out there. Some of those firms did move from other parts of the region. Fenton Chrysler Plant originally closed during the Great Recession. Across the St. Louis region, businesses have come to just expect incentives for any kind of expansion, says Show Me Institute analyst David Stokes. He says Boeing, which got $155 million in tax breaks from St. Louis County to potentially make military aircraft near the airport, is the latest example. There is absolutely an entitlement, and it's a, it's a thought that's infected The business and development community probably started about 30 years ago here where things that never were subsidized previously, now everything gets subsidized. Stokes says the federal government should say it'll hold it against local jurisdictions if they try to land military contracts by offering tax breaks. The Missouri Department of Corrections says protocols were not followed during a convict's escape. The department says, quote, appropriate personnel action has been taken after child sex predator Tommy Wayne Boyd evaded custody and walked out of Mercy Hospital South. But Jason Law of the St. Louis County Police says the multi-agency effort to capture him was first-rate 
and they had civilian help as well. Without the media and citizens, it would have taken a lot longer to get to this guy. Tips came from a driver who picked up Boyd as a hitchhiker, from people who saw him eating a hot dog at Tower Grove Park, and from a citizen who spotted him at the Deerbergs in Shrewsbury, where he was apprehended. Scott Jagal, KMOX News. Democracy is a messy mess in public because that's just how it is. Congressman Jason Smith from Southeast Missouri says blame for the government funding impasse doesn't lie solely in the U.S. House. The House has passed appropriations bills. The Senate said they were going to pass appropriations bills two weeks ago. They couldn't even get to a vote. You know, we do have our own struggles on our side of the building, but they haven't even be, been able to pass one. The Senate is in recess. The House was sent home for a long weekend ahead of the September 30th deadline for more funding. The KMOX business desk, Lambert St. Louis International Airport, will be getting another nonstop flight in the spring. The Business Journal reports Air Canada will add a direct flight to Montreal from St. Louis. Airport Director Rhonda Hamnabrigi says it'll be one flight per day for now. It may also be seasonal service, depending on the success of it. As the news continues on KMOX, St. Louis is now tracking its economic progress in a new, unique way to make sure the plans don't gather dust on a shelf. We've told you about the STL 2030 jobs plan. Now there's a way to know if we're actually making progress on those goals. Bruce Katz of Drexel University helped Greater St. Louis Inc. develop the 2030 jobs plan. Bruce is with us right now. And what uh, has this plan accomplished so far? I think there's been tremendous progress. Uh, partly because this is a period that rewards places, cities and metropolitan areas, that have a clear vision, a clear set of projects that can garner federal and state and private investment, and the ability to collaborate to compete across governments, universities, corporate sector, financial institutions, and beyond. So St. Louis has all those things, and they've, now they have a phenomenal website that tracks all this, which is really the first in the country, as far as I can tell. So uh, describe this online tool. What's the, the data that goes into this? Uh, who's the audience for this? Uh, what can it be used for? Well, the data, what you have are really three things. You have a set of metrics to track your progress through 2030 on uncritical on, on criteria like population growth and median household income, et cetera. That's one piece. Most cities and metros have that. So that's, you know, that's something that's really important to have, um, but it's not really novel. What is novel are the next two things. You are tracking capital investments in infrastructure, in real estate, in innovation and industrial production all across the 15-county region. I haven't seen any place that has done that. What that enables you to do is, particularly as companies are either expanding or relocating, you've got a strong case to make that you know how to not just expand your industrial base, which is significant, but to connect it to infrastructure and energy, logistics, housing, workforce, childcare. That's what companies want right now. And when they see this tool, I think you're going to rise up the list of places that are ready to do business. The last piece you're doing is tracking initiatives all over the metropolitan area that are in support of the 23rd jobs plan. That's a level of radical collaboration, which also doesn't really go on in many parts of the country. So, you know, what's, what's new about this is you've moved beyond uh, data 
that tracks general progress to projects and initiatives that are very tangible, very concrete, and again, send a signal that this is a place that is working together to grow the next economy. Is the data on this website dynamic? Uh, how often does it update? It, does it have to be updated manually? Um, uh, are, are people going to be getting the very latest information? Well, they, they clearly have sent a signal that they want, um, you know, individuals, companies, other, you know, government folks in the region to help them continue to update this. I mean, so this is a living document. And my sense is the fact that it exists, you're going to see it being updated both in terms of projects and initiatives on a pretty regular basis. You're, you're really putting yourself out there as a leading industrial metropolis. Uh, so, and you are, but you're building on these incredible advantages you have and, and making them work even harder for you. You know, we'll, we'll hear St. Louis uh, in comparisons to, you know, in one sentence uh, from somebody, it'll be Chicago or Atlanta. Somebody else might say, well, we're doing great compared to, uh, you know, Memphis or Wichita. You've really identified what the true competitors, the peer markets are. What are, what are some of those and why? Well, again, I think the economy is uh, restructuring in a way where it's rewarding places that have a large industrial base and have significant logistics infrastructure, and also have a tried and true method of, of having workers upskilled to participate in the new reshoring of manufacturing. Um, my sense of St. Louis uh, is, is unusual in the sense that you have such a large aerospace and automotive presence, and you clearly have long-standing you know, logistics infrastructure. And you're seen as a place because of your community colleges um, that are able to up, upskill workers relatively quickly to meet the demand of industrial companies. So I think you're in sort of a, a relatively small group of metropolitan areas that, that start with a strong manufacturing base, both in defense and on the civilian side, but also have these other attributes around logistics and workforce. Um, and now with the Advanced Manufacturing Innovation Center that's coming together on the north side of St. Louis, you have another sort of, um, you know, arrow in your quiver, which is applied research and development for large industrial companies. Very few places in the U.S. have that. So I think you're in a small group of, of, of metropolitan areas that combine a lot of different kind of production and workforce and logistics capacity. Um, so the bottom line is if this restructuring of the economy plays out, it's going to reshuffle how we even think about metro areas in the U.S. We've been talking about the post-industrial economy for decades. We're reshoring production in the U.S. at scale. You're very well positioned to do that across many different sectors. So... I'm not sure we even know what your comparable is because you have such a diverse industrial base. Well, Bruce, thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Talk soon. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for subscribing to the St. Louis All Local. You can stay up to date. Just uh, find it on the Odyssey app. <laughs>